You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that's breaking the rules and posting a second episode this week because this news just couldn't wait. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is the incredibly inspirational and renowned artist Kevin Bowen speaking on behalf of the Icon Factory. Hello. How are you, Mannequin Blue? How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. How are you keeping? Grant. So we got some bad news this week, or at least... On my end, I saw it this week. I don't know how long ago this actually happened, but it was in relation to the Icon Factory. Yeah. Aga, who runs the place, who set it up, had an interview with the Irish Times last week and they released it yesterday. So that was sort of letting the cat out of the bag. This has obviously been going on now for a while. So we just decided now the cat's out of the bag, so just to let it roll, but the Icon Factory and Agashot Studio have both been sold a couple of months ago. Yeah, and this news, I think it kind of came as a shock to everybody. Well, we've known for some time, but because we were dealing with the solicitors and we wanted to know where we stood, we weren't publicising it just yet. We have to be very careful as well, because our solicitors are still talking with their solicitors. There is a new landowner. They have put in planning permission to create a restaurant between the building where the Icon Factory is now, where Agashot Art Studio is, and then there's a hearing aid company which comes in behind the studio, and they want to knock all three buildings into one and create a restaurant. Yeah, and this is a recurring theme, I think, in Dublin City, isn't it? There's always constantly artist studios being shut down, and they kind of make way well, we had the exchange, which was down at the other end of Temple Bar there for many years, which was a studio, a drop-in space, a creative area. And that went a few years ago. As far as I know, it's also a restaurant now. We had the White Lady Art Gallery around there on Wellington Quay for a number of years, which was a great spot. I don't know whether you remember it. That's now the hairdressers. Well, actually, it's closed, but it was taken over and became a hairdresser's. It's been vacant now for a long time, for a good few months. We still have Temple Bar Studios and Black Church Studios, but I think they're sort of some government connections or the council, I'm not sure which. Then there's the Prince Studio there at the back of Bloom's Hotel. That's all I can think of now off the top of my head is is them three sort of artistic installations in Temple Bar. So yeah, it's getting less and less more restaurants, more bars. I think there's 85 restaurants now in and around that. Mm -hmm. And just for anyone who's not familiar with the Icon Factory, would you be able to just kind of explain what it is and what it does? I can indeed. The Icon Factory was set up in 2010 by Aga Schott, who's a Polish artist, and Brian Fionn, aka Barney who was in his late 60s at the time. And Aga and Barney met doing a project along the, you know, the walkway on the Liffey there. It was called Art on the Walk. And they had set up railings there and a lot of artists came and displayed their stuff. 
They tried to run it again in, that was in 2008 or 2009. They tried to run it again in 2010, but they actually couldn't get insurance because they couldn't get security. So Barney took over where the, the building, the Icon Factory is now with a couple of the artists that were involved in that project. And it used to be an old post office. So they converted it into a gallery and they started having exhibitions here and selling their bits and pieces as a cooperative. And then in 2011, they set up the Icon Walk, which is an outdoor installation in all the back lanes here in Temple Bar and our end of Temple Bar, Adair Lane, Bedford Place. And the Icon Walk is a cultural history of Ireland from 1922 when we got our independence to now. And it was originally 10 different walls. There was a sports section, a writer section, playwright section, music, and so on, actors and actresses. And the whole idea behind it is a cultural history backed up by illustrations and artworks, which are on panels. And any culture is known by its icons, so the best of the best. So in, in our case, we writing or literature would be one of the biggest influences Ireland has had on the world stage over the last 100 or 200 years. We have the likes of James Joyce and Beckett and Oscar Wilde and so on. So the whole idea is to educate both tourists and locals alike about what makes Ireland great, what makes the Irish Irish, what makes us tick. And it's one of the biggest outdoor installations here in Dublin, if not Ireland. It's not a walk of fame. It's not an, an outdoor art gallery. It's, it's a cultural history, almost like a, a graphic novel or a, a comic backed up by images. And then in 2006, Aga took over the building next to the Icon Factory and set up a studio. And all the different artists that were part of the Icon Factory team have use of that studio on different days if they want it and so on. And then the last piece of the puzzle is I set up in 2016 and that's the Icon Factory collaboration project. So I took over the side wall of the Icon Factory and we paint a different mural every month with a different street artist or graffiti writer. And it's to give people who like painting with spray paint somewhere legal and in Temple Bar to paint and show off their skills and it's a bit of fun so that's the four main areas of the project mm -hmm. and would I be right in saying that you know because of so much art in one area it kind of transformed that area into you know a place that would have been back alleys and kind of unsavory unsafe places to walk it turned it into more of you know a bright colorful attraction where people actually felt great going totally at the very start 2010 Dulux were running their I think it was Let's Colour Project. So they sponsored the Icon Walk, which is a registered charity. They sponsored the paint. So all, we painted all the back lanes here in Temple Bar, different colours with the Dulux paints, and then all the panels went up for the opening in 2010. So it totally transformed the area. We know this is a verbal interview, an audio interview, but we do have lots of before and after photographs. We even have them on the Icon Walk. You can actually see them on the side of the Icon Factory. There's panels with before and after photographs. So as they say, a picture paints a thousand words. So to see the before and after just emphasizes the point you were making. Suddenly these laneways, which are renowned for sort of drug abuse and alcohol abuse and people urinating and defecating and, and dumping their rubbish, that, that all went down. It still happens, but that all went down dramatically. Now I just want to emphasize 
the project does not judge or condemn anyone. Personally, I have worked facilitating art therapy sessions in a company called JAD, Jobstown Assisting Drug Dependency. So I've seen both sides of drug addiction, having worked with clients, battled addiction. And then also we see it here sometimes on a daily basis in the laneways. We don't judge these people. It happens. People shoot up and they leave their needles in the laneway and so on. It happens here. It happens in other parts of Dublin. People urinate up against the walls. There's no public facilities around. And also there's a drug clinic nearby where people get clean needles and so on. So there, there is a drug problem in the area. But we have helped reduce some of the criminology that goes along with drug addiction. And we've also brightened up the laneways. And Dublin City Council also did a project there a few years ago called Love the Lanes. And they added lights and they added some nice artistic features also in the laneways. So footfall has dramatically improved in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, myself walking through town, it is one of the highlights for anyone who's not familiar with the Icon Walk. Like I guarantee if you've been to Temple Bar, you'll know it. You might not know it's called the Icon Walk, but you know where it is because it's just one of the brightest places in the city. It's just beautiful. But what would it mean then, you know, obviously if you have to vacate the premises and the Icon Factory and everything kind of moves out of there, what would it mean then for that area? We don't know, to be honest. That's the truth. At the moment, the Icon Walk is in a state of disrepair. Unfortunately, we had an arsonist on the go for the last year and a half, and we lost several panels due to this arsonist who was setting the hotel bins on fire and some of the restaurants, their recycle bins, so where they put their cardboard and paper. And these fires had caused several of our panels to be damaged and unfortunately at the moment we don't have the money to replace them we actually replaced seven panels earlier this year we were hoping to, to replace more and then everything happened this year with, with lockdowns and this that and the other but there's, there's several panels missing so we were hoping to have all these up and ready and we want to give the whole laneways another repaint and then we got the news that the building has been sold so it's, so it's just kind of like one thing after another at this stage. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate because we were hoping to have the Icon Walk back up spick and span again. We had some great ideas, but uh, funding is, is a bit scarce at the moment. So if we don't get somewhere nearby, and hopefully still in Temple Bar, I don't know what's going to happen to the Icon Walk, whether it'll get taken down or whether we'll try and still manage it. I don't know, everything is up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it really is a sad state of affairs, you know, because this is just a recurring theme. It's artists are constantly getting, you know, restrictions and it's made harder and harder. And, you know, essentially what you're doing is it's, it's a public service. You're creating a nice atmosphere and even creating spaces for artists to come and use. Well, last year, according to our accounts, we gave back out approximately €20,000 to the different artists that sell their bits and pieces here, their prints and originals. So no one gets paid to be part of the Icon Factory. As I said, it's a registered charity. It's all voluntary, but you can sell your bits and pieces here. And you, what you do is you donate back 25% to the project to keep the lights on. You keep the rest 
and for that you get to use the studio and you get to come in and you get to sell your bits and pieces. It used to be most galleries would charge a 40 or 50% commission on sales. So to pay 25% isn't bad and that 25% goes into the project. It doesn't go into anyone's pockets. So it helps to keep the place running and then you can still come in and sell your stuff. So yeah, so if that's not here, we don't know what's going to happen to the to the artists that volunteer or sell their bits and pieces here and so on. And a lot of artists have actually donated artworks to the project. So 100% of the profits goes back into the project. So that'll be another downside. And I know you said that you're, you know, in talks with solicitors and that kind of thing, but is there anything at the moment that people can do to help out? Is it just spreading the word or, or is there anything people can do? We realise the building has been sold and we're not against business. That's, that's life, that's the way it goes. We would like to get a new premises, preferably top of our list in Temple Bar, preferably where we can still have our gallery and shop and the studio and be near to, to the Icon Walk. So we are in talks with different TDs and we have contacted the Arts Council. We have contacted different departments in Dublin City Council. So like there's no petitions to sign or anything at the moment or anything like that. So at the moment, to answer your question, we are trying to spread the word to get the net out there. Hopefully someone knows someone who knows someone in a position or a landlord or something. Because of where we are in Temple Bar, the rents, we're not anywhere that you anywhere in the region that you would pay on Fleet Street. And that's what kept us going for so many years. Unfortunately, the downside of that is what we talked about earlier with the, the criminality in the area. It was swings and roundabouts. So that's essentially what we're doing is we're, we're looking for new premises. We want to keep the, the charity going. We want to keep the Icon Factory going. We want to help out more artists. We want to help out the artists that are still on the project. Yeah, yeah. And just looking at it here as well, the Icon Factory, it's kind of, it's not just limited to Dublin City, but also I know, I think some of your artists actually travel around to different festivals and events as well. Yeah, we took part in the Polish Arts Festival last year in the Hunt Museum in Limerick. Several artists from the project. And for the last four years, up until this year, unfortunately, which I know is where we met, was Electric Picnic. Mm-hmm. We would have met in, was it 2016? Gosh, we, was it that long ago? Yeah, that was the first year we went. And I think that's when I met, we met yourself and, and a few of the other body painters. And yeah, we used to go every year and the Icon Factory in the Forest would have been down there in Art Lot, which is run by Glow Depot. And we always had a great time down there. And we've done a couple of other things around. We took part in the bicentennial celebrations that were down at the point in 2012 we set up an indoor sort of icon walk a smaller version and aga gave a speech and we've done a few other things we had a big street art festival here in 2016 in august so every saturday for the month of august in 2016 we had a movie and drama week we had a music and poetry week we had an art week we had a dance week and we had loads of members from the public come down it was great and we did that in conjunction with the Temple Bar Company. That was in 2016. Yes, yeah, so we've done we've done a lot. So it, it really is like it's such a huge part of Dublin culture at this point. It's it's kind of everywhere. Something like that. Yeah. The good thing about it is we've lots of different artists from from all over the world. 
we have two purposes. One is to promote Irish culture, and we do that predominantly through the Icon Walk, as I was explaining earlier. And the second one is to give a space for artists to hold exhibitions commission-free or to sell their bits and pieces for a relatively low commission, which I was discussing also earlier. But Agus from Poland, Pavel's Polish, Siobhan's Polish, Mahu is Indian, Julian's from Romania, Regina's from Germany. You know, I'm Irish. We've Melanie, who's, who's Irish-German, Fergal's Irish. So it's, it's a nice melting pot. It's a good representation of, of where Dublin is at the moment, you know, the last 10 or 20 years. And, and all the, it's great to see all these people who aren't from Ireland come in and they're actually helping promote Irish culture as well as helping themselves on their artistic career. Yeah, and it kind of feeds into the whole Irish culture thing as well, because we're known for being so welcoming and so inclusive. And it's great to see that, you know, there are these art spaces that are all inclusive and everybody's welcome as, you know, as long as they really want to get involved. It's brilliant. Well, that's it. I mean, we take on interns all the time. I set up a program with a couple of the language schools and other colleges and universities. And we had a, a lot of French students here at one stage coming through, Italians. You know, it was great. And then we, we also take part in the Tooth scheme, which is a social welfare scheme. So we have members, they do a year Tooth scheme. They do their 32 hours or whatever it is. I can't remember off the top of my head. So like we're offering experience in running an art gallery and, and stuff like that for people on Tooth schemes and interns. Yeah. So where's the best place for people to keep up to date with this story then? The usual now is, Facebook and Instagram will be the main two. We have a Twitter account as well, and we have a website, and it's all Icon Factory Dublin for any of our social media sites. The interview went up that Aga did with the Irish Times, so that was a nice one to share and to get a bit of background information on what's happening at the moment and some visuals as well. So, yeah, we're going to share... Because it's our 10-year anniversary, we've also been putting up a lot of posts thanking people who've helped us out, our supporters, some of the things that's happened here over the last 10 years. So it just sort of ties in with the bad news. The good news is we're still going after 10 years. Yeah, and like so much can happen in 10 years as well. I mean, not just transforming Temple Bar, but I'd say the amount of events and artists and everything that have come up and walked through the doors, I'd say it's astounding. Is I came back to art very late in life in, in my mid-30s and I had my first exhibition here in 2011 and I've been since and I, and I know a lot of people have had their first exhibition here whether they were photographers or painters we've had people launching books here people launching music CDs we've had poetry nights slideshow nights with people giving speeches or lectures should I say rather than speeches you know, there's a lot going on. We took part in the Trad Fest a number of years and we had Trad sessions going on here. It's not a big space, but we, we could fit 25, 30 people in here and musicians. So yeah, a lot has went on. And as I said, we did a collaboration project. We have different street artists painting a, a different mural on the side of the building every month. People love coming down and seeing that, and taking photographs. And we have the open studio next door. It's the big window you can look in. You can see an artist at work. Aga might be there, Pavel might be there, I'm there most Saturdays and you can interact with the people. People come in, they see what you're doing, have a chat with you. So there's a lot going on. You come into the gallery, there might be a new exhibition on, so you might pick up a present for someone. 
And just at the minute, I know everything's up in the air, you know, with COVID and restrictions and everything, but is it still kind of open for people to wander around? It's open, yeah. The usual restrictions, wear your mask, there's sanitizers at the door, only two or three people allowed in at once. Obviously, business is very lax days at the moment. There's not that many tourists. We have a couple of locals dropping in now and again on the odd tourists or two. We are open on culture night, so we're looking forward to that. Again, the restrictions apply. I'm actually launching my new exhibition, my first exhibition in five years on culture night. Myself and my friend Marianne are doing a Beatles-inspired exhibition called Here's Another Clue for You All. And we decided because of the restrictions, we'd open on culture night because you can't have a proper opening, you know, with wine and cheese and everyone standing around talking like you could before all the restrictions. So, yeah, we're open all day, culture day. The exhibition is opening from six till ten. So it'll be usual. You can come in in twos and threes, wear your mask, do your hands, have a look around. Aga will have the studio open like she does every year and people can come in and have a chat with Aga and see what work she has in progress. I think we have a tour on six o'clock of the Icon Walk. Again, there's no limit to the number of people on it, but people will have to be social distancing and so on as best they can. So, yeah, we're, st- we're still plowing ahead till we know any different. We're, we're not changing our tactics till we know what's happening. So it's all hands on yeah and i think that's kind of the best way to be about it as well you know just keep going keep bringing the art as much as you can like show people that you're here and you're doing it we're hoping to even put up paste up versions of all the panels that we're missing on the icon walk and we have a lot of new icons to go up we have the barry's town trilogy so just the commitments the van the snapper we've david kelly the great irish actor we have a couple of the other Irish actors and actresses to go up. We have some new mus- musicians to go up. We've had a few other icons to go up. And we're hoping to put them up even as paper paste-ups, which is a lot cheaper, just as a temporary measure. So I hope we'll do that pretty soon, just to show people that we're still, we're still fighting for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree with that. Just keep going for as long as you can. And obviously you have our support and... Anyone who's listening as well, definitely go in and check out the Icon Factory and buy as much art as you can and, you know, help fund them for a bit longer as, as much as possible. That's it. Every purchase, as I said, comes back into the project. The artist gets theirs and the rest goes to the project. That's what keeps us going. We don't get any funding from any government sources. We have got funding from IPB Insurance and the American Ireland funds over the years. And most of that went into the Icon Walk. We did get a new lighting system here in the gallery that came from one of them funds. The rest of it went, especially in 2016, we set up a female writer's section because we felt history is a bit sexist, unfortunately, in certain areas. And Barney wanted to readdress highlighting more of the female writers that came from Ireland over the last century or so. So that whole section went up and then we did a 1916 section as well in 2016 for the centenary of the, the 1916 rising. Well, that all came from American Ireland funds or IPB insurance. But, but everything else we, we have to raise ourselves through sales in, in the shop or donations. A couple of the local businesses, a big shout out to Michael who runs the laundry on the corner there on Aston Key. They, they donate money over the years, a couple of hundred euro here and it always helps. 
-hmm. And do you guys take public donations as well? Of course, yeah, we do indeed. Anything from a one euro postcard to uh, any donation is, is more than welcome. If people want to donate then, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Is that Facebook as well? Yeah, you can donate through Facebook or contact us. All our contact details are there. There's a phone number on the Facebook page and on the, on the website, Icon Factory Dublin. We are hoping to do a fundraiser now, maybe coming up to Christmas. So we're in talks about that at the moment. I don't know whether it's going to be artworks or Christmas cards or something, but we're going to have a fundraiser, which you can donate anytime. The money doesn't go to waste, even if it's just keeping the lights on. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's such a good cause. It's such an amazing thing. Like, you know, the Icon Factory, it's kind of, it's part of Dublin. And it's just, as far as I was aware, you know, it was always there. Like when the White Lady Art Gallery went, even though like we were two galleries, we were actually great friends with them. And that was heartbreaking when Alexa had to close. You know, that, and that was another one gone. You know, Picture This was there for a while, which was a photography gallery that was more or less down that direction. That went too as well. You know, but it's a shame. Places come and go. It always seems to be the artists that are the first ones to go as well, you know? Well, that's it. Unfortunately, a lot of the culture in Temple Bar is alcohol or food related. I'm not saying all of it now is, but it's maybe under any illusion. If you didn't believe it was a rather large percentage of what culture's about and what I what I always wonder is why some of that that type of culture can't give back to the more arty side you know give us the daytime they can have the night time and the evening well I mean yeah and you know because the arty stuff that would be the thing kind of that draws people in I mean you you've got obviously you've got your your murals and your you know your icon walk but then even the musicians in the area they would be the ones that kind of draw people in and keep them there that's it I mean, there's, there's space for everyone. I'm not, I'm not against restaurants and bars and so on, but there should be a happy medium. There should be a nice balance. You know, I think one should feed the other and vice versa. Yeah, because they can only benefit each other. Well, that's it. You know, and actually Starbucks and the Hard Rock Cafe have been great to us over the years. They've done a lot of their CSO with us. They'd help repaint the Icon Walk or Starbucks would often drop us around coffee and cakes and stuff like that if we were having an event. The Hard Rock Cafe has helped out a few times as well. So it's it's not like they're not helping, you know, per se. One or two of the bars and hotels have given commissions to artists from here over the years and stuff like that. You know, but I'm just talking in a, in a, in a general overall scheme. Temple Bar is known for hen nights and stock parties and, and leprechaun t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, there can be a more happy balance, you know. Yeah, exactly. And like, I understand the need for tourism and, you know, bringing the, the income into Dublin and boosting the economy and all of that. But it's kind of squeezing the heart and soul out of it at the same time. Well, that's it. I mean, I have a set of Vincent van Gogh clogs, key ring, you know what I mean? So when I go to other countries, I buy some people consider tat, you know, I buy the, you know, whatever their version of the leprechaun is. So I, I've no issue with any of that, but don't squeeze out the original artists, you know, and musicians and, you know, actors and actresses and poets, and dancers and, and yourselves, the body painters and so on. There should be room for everyone and everything. Yeah, 100%. And that's like, that's probably the ethos of this podcast as well, is that there's room for everybody. So we are, we are trying to 
to have discussions with TDs and Dublin City Council and so on. Because honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm part of the project, I think it's to their benefit as well. You know, we do promote Irish culture and the good and the greats of Irish culture, the writers and the artists and the musicians. You know, some of them I didn't even hear of before I came to the Icon Factory. Yeah, and even you, you see it on like tourism campaigns and stuff. They're always pushing the artists and the poets and the musicians and, you know, come to Ireland. We're an artistic culture. Well, that's true. I know. I, I have a good feeling, though. You know, we're here 10 years and we're having weekly meetings with all the crew and people have gotten different tasks to do in, in the whole campaign. So, you know, we're getting on with it and we've had a great response, even just to the video. We've had other great responses from people we have spoken to, so we'll see what happens. We'll just get the word out. And not only that, we hope to meet other artists and other creative people in the future. Make them out. So that's what it's about. And we have an exhibition on at the moment that's coming down on Friday. It's called Heroes, and it's by a man called Sean Lennon. He's in his 70s. And he was a cartoonist for years in a lot of the newspapers and magazines. It's a fantastic exhibition in a very cartoony style and but also very quite painterly you know but but Sean had said himself he wouldn't know anywhere else that he could actually go and have an exhibition yeah yeah exactly like it's it because it can be so expensive to be an artist and you know we buy all our own materials and everything and then you might not sell as much as you're actually spending and so it is very important to have spaces like this where people can come and create and not have to worry too much about the overheads well, that's it. I mean, we give up the four or five walls we have. And the idea is the artist donates an image of an Irish icon in their style. And that belongs to the charity then. So if we put that on mugs or prints, 100% of the profits from that come back into the project. The artist has their opening night. They organise that themselves. We help them. But they get the wine in or whatever, at the food. They invite all their friends. We clean up the place. We get it ready for them. We put up events on Facebook and all that. But anything they sell off the wall, 100% goes to them. So if they sell a painting for €2,000, they keep €2,000. But if you're in another gallery, you have to give a 1000 maybe €800 of that to the gallery. So that's, that's how that works. And then we get a lovely artwork and we can sell it on, then it spreads out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just because we're coming to the end of the time there, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to talk about just before we go? I can't think of anything. I think we've covered most. A lot of people will be familiar with the, the story if they know us. So I think I went through that, our, our purpose and what we're all about. But yeah, if anyone can get on board and help. As I said, we don't have a petition yet at the moment or anything like that because we're still in talks in, in the background. But if people know of anyone local TDs or Dublin City Councillors or the Arts Council, if they know anyone or of anyone that can help us, that we can talk to, that can give us advice, you know, that would be helpful. It, there's a million different opportunities opening up from, from this news. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily bad news, it's just news. And, you know, it could be the end of one era, but the start of another. So, yeah, that's all I can say. If, if anyone knows anyone or can help, Please drop in to see us, come on Culture Night, have a chat, do the tour, you know, come in, talk to myself, talk to Aga, talk to one of the artists that's on. 
and you know it'll be great all the social media sites etc yeah and we'll definitely keep sharing the story as well as it unfolds and you know hopefully we get some really good news from this but we'll keep we'll keep people up to date with it as well it's better to get as many people you know yeah. notified as possible yeah that'd be perfect yeah so kevin honestly thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us about you know everything that's going on it, like i know how busy you are and i really appreciate it thanks for all your help mannequin blue <laughs> no problem at all and we'll I, I think we'll have to have you on at some point as well to talk about your own art because there was there was very little of that and you're such an amazing artist that i'd love to actually have you and like pick your brain if you're up for it yeah no problem thanks very much <laughs> no problem so if you enjoyed this episode of Doing It For The Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to a Nerd To Know Media production.